0: There are three things we don't discuss in Brazil. Political things, religion, and soccer. That's it. When you have the candidates debate on the TV, it's a Brazilian culture over there. They start to get the the pans, like the cooking pan with a spoon. And the candidate, you don't want to hear people go on the window and start to knock the the pan against the spoon and vice versa to make noise. So people do not hear what they are saying. Yes. Uh-huh. And I'm talking about this like a city not like New York, okay? Not a uh, house. In houses, no. But in buildings, everybody goes to the window and starts to use the spoon against the, the cooking pan to make noise so people cannot hear the other candidate. Because really? okay. you, particular. yes. So it's, it's a very serious thing. Like if they don't want the candidate A, the the people who like the candidate B go to the window and start to make the noise to not hear. So <laughs> that, that level.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Language and Culture with Dr. J. We are approaching the end of season four dedicated to interviews conducted about Latin America. This season's episodes in Spanish have been with Argentinians and the episodes in English with Latin Americans living abroad. This episode will explore the perspectives of a Brazilian currently living in the U.S. For more information about the podcast, my guests, my books, and me, please refer to my website, cultureum.com. That's C-U-L-T-U-R-E-U-M.com. This episode is entitled, A Brazilian in Florida via Indonesia, Bosnia, and Herzegovina, and Croatia. And my guest today is Veronica da Silva Rikansrud. Veronica and I came into contact through a connection with former US Consul General to Northern Germany, Darian Aikens. Veronica is the founder of a team-building project called Breaking the Barriers Between Nations. And she worked on this project at the American Embassy in Indonesia under the supervision of Darian Aikens, who was then acting as first secretary in this country. I have had the pleasure of getting to know Mr. Akins through the podcast interviews I conducted with him. These can be found as follows in season one, episode 11, meet our diplomats, Darian Akins, Consul General USA, and in season two, under Kids Ask, two episodes, German Children Ask, U.S. diplomat Darian Akins, part one and two. But let me tell you a little more about my guest today. Veronica's work has centered around education and team building. Her most recent book entitled, Team Building, Uniting People Around the World, recounts her experiences while working at the U.S. embassies in Indonesia Bosnia and Herzegovina, and Croatia, and describes the games and applications she has used along the way. Veronica is here today to help me discover the Brazilian perspective on the conversations I've been having this season, and to reflect back on Latin America and on her home country of Brazil from abroad, namely from Florida. So without further ado, welcome Veronica to the podcast.
0: Thank you, Henrietta. Thank you very much for the invitation. Thank you everyone for listening. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you Thank very you. much.
1: <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to do the podcast. Let's let's start out the same way we, we have for other episodes in this season. Would you tell us about your upbringing and childhood in Brazil to situate us in Brazil and into who Veronica Ricansrud is?
0: Well, I was raised uh, in Sao Paulo, I grew up in Sao Paulo, and the way of living over there uh, was a very busy city like New York, we like to compare Sao Paulo to New York. A lot of buildings, a lot of tall buildings, busy city, it's 24-7. When I was about 13 years old, I decided to have a job in Brazil. And it is completely legal, it's not against the law wow. uh-huh. to have a job over there. So since I was uh, 13 years old, I started to work in, with kids, with children over there. In, uh, it's called buffet in, in Brazil, but buffet here in the US is related to food. But buffet in, in Brazil, it's a uh, local where you can, it's uh, a place where you can rent to have a children party, or if you want to celebrate your party in Brazil, a kids party, you can rent the rent the location. This location has so many entertainment inside. So that was the first place I started to work with, and it is completely normal to have this kind of teenagers working and supporting, helping other companies in easy jobs. And the way of living over there is just, my opinion, personally, it's amazing because (laughs) you can have everything that you want. Uh, Any entertainment in the middle of the week, you're going to have. If you want an education during the weekend, you can also have any area you want to look for, for you to learn, for you to develop for you to entertain yourself it's a very blessed place to grow up
1: Mm -hmm. let's go a little bit more into that because i think that too i'm very interested to see who is going to listen to this season mostly i wonder i'm very very curious will it be more latin americans will it be more non-latinos who will listen to this season and i think one of the things that would be really interesting to non-latinos would be Right? The stereotypes that we always try to fight against. And if you think stereotypically of Brazil, now that you've been living in Florida as well, what comes up? What do people associate mainly stereotypically with Brazil?
0: Wow, that's that's very interesting question. First, if we yeah. samba every day. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do samba every day? Do you do carnival every day? Do you wear the almost every day? No, we don't samba every day. <laughs> Other question: Do you do you see a lot of monkeys around the the streets? Because here in Florida we see a lot of alligators, but do you see a lot of monkeys? Like not in São Paulo. If you are like Amazonic forest, yes, you can see a lot of monkey, but not in the city. <laughs> Other question which uh, which shocked me when I left. Uh, you uh, Brazil is, so you speak Spanish, don't you? No, we yeah, are one of the first uh, countries in South America that you don't speak Spanish. Brazilians speak Portuguese. And another question I answer a lot too is, if you were born playing soccer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very strong community over there. Uh, the media works a lot with soccer. It's always, I would say the first sport over there, sport over there that's become more famous and part of our culture. But this is something that we are not born in doing it. It's just used in the beginning as a child to use that as fun. And then we start to have the PE class in, in Brazil also. But if you wanted to be more uh, professional, you have to go uh, soccer. High school, you don't learn that. Oh, you're going to be soccer professional right well. now. So this is the majority of questions we I hear a lot. And if you wear a bikini all the time, so Brazil's all about beaches or sunny and getting tanned. no, we work a lot too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been fascinated by Brazil for a long time,
0: mm-hmm. at
1: least since I was 12. And wow! Do you want to take a sort of a guess? What got me? What was the initial contact with Brazil that made me fall in love with uh, with the oh, country?
0: Of course! Please let us know.
1: Well, what, what do you think? What 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 would you guess?
0: About uh cuisine, the food. No. Wow! <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe it was Brazilian man.
1: Oh, that came later. That came later. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was part of it but that came later <laughs> <Very interesting>. <laughs> <laughs> no with 12 uh my parents we were in las vegas and we saw a show you know a vegas show with brazilian dancers so sort of carnival samba dancing carnival wow. style samba dancing and i just thought everybody was just so beautiful and the costumes were so beautiful and of course, this is just a stereotype, but I think a lot of people associate, right? Associate Absolutely. with carnaval. And it is just like you said, everybody's wearing a bikini, everybody's in a great mood, everybody has some sort of wonderful feather on top of their head, and they're just dancing. And this and is happy. <laughs>
0: that's that's a feeling of freedom. though. Everybody's so happy when they do that. That is no judgment, that is no we just don't care if you are uh, overweight or not. We just feel the beats of the song. We just feel the moments. We just feel the energy. And we just relieve all the stress over there. Spending so much energy dancing and the rhythm and the happy. The vibration is just amazing. So I totally understand why.
1: <laughs> so it's also true in some ways, right?
0: It is. It is definitely true. So... You got good. <laughs> we got good on that and you too. That's the first question people ask. Do you do samba every day? Or can you teach me samba? And all the Brazilians know how to dance? No, unfortunately not. But we try.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so go with that. So how much of that is a stereotype and how much of it is true? How much of it is it true that Brazilians are very warm, fun-loving, easy-going people? And when does it go into the area of well, it's a stereotype, like you said. Okay, some people can't dance, some people can't don't don't like music, or or what what would you point out?
0: Okay, well, the thing that I always say for any foreigner, if you go to club alone, even if you don't speak Portuguese, you will never be alone. We are so friendly. We want to make sure that everybody feels so comfortable. We are so the hospitality over there, I have never seen something like Brazil anywhere where I have been. It is just warming. it is just welcoming. It is just we just want to hug you and make sure that you feel comfortable in our country. We want mm-hmm. to make sure that you have the amazing experience ever. So we are very, very warming up, up people and you don't feel conf- and you, you feel comfortable with because even if you don't speak Portuguese, People want to, people try to speak your language. And in mm-hmm. order to try to make you learn in Portuguese, they also learn English back or other language back. So you feel, when you go by yourself, you feel comfortable. Like you feel homey. Mm-hmm. And this is true. You can easily go to anywhere alone and no speaking Portuguese. You, you have someone to help you. You have someone to try to make sure that you are, comfortable, and have the best experience ever. Mm-hmm. About dancing, it's, um, we have neighborhood over there which practice samba a lot, especially in the beginning of the year where the samba dispute, because we have competitions, samba competitions. There is school sambas over there which compete every year. That's why the carnival is so, uh, so famous because everything that you see on the TV the big cars with feathers, decoration. People dance. It's behind of that. It's a competition, and it, they can collect money for the school, for helping the community. Carnival actually is a religious event, and then they use the mix of of the dancing from African people, from the native people, and then they become with the samba. So it's a combination of everything. Mm-hmm. We have uh, another similar rhythm uh, as samba is called Pagode. We can also dance together or separate. And you can also have Forró, for, 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 F-O-R-R-O. That's also danced together and it's more Northeast of Brazil. We have also Frevo. Frevo is, Frevo and samba is very similar because it's been, a lot of energy and a lot of body strength so that's called uh frevo f r e v o so we have a, we have almost everything we have pop music we have rock and roll if you want to we have everything but internationally speaking samba is the most famous one for sure
1: and what else would you say are the differences and similarities between Brazil and other Latin American countries?
0: Absolutely the cuisine. So I when I've been to Argentina, I remember the steak in Argentina, which was occupying three plates. <laughs> we don't have that in Brazil. So I was Argentina people were like, you never see meat in your life. Like I've seen, but not that long, occupying three uh-huh. plates. <laughs> in brazil we have a normal steak <laughs> uh we have very typical food in brazil that people don't never forget which are the brigadeiro which is a uh it's a dessert and it's made with uh chocolate condensed milk and butter and when you put all these ingredients together you f- totally forget that you are on diet <laughs> totally because it's so good also we have the coxinha the dough is made by potatoes and then you put chicken inside and then you fry it and it's just yummy. People don't believe that it's combination, it's fantastic, but it's beyond fantastic. Mm-hmm. You also have pão de queijo that is in the oven. Like it's uh it's baked. Pão de queijo means cheese bread. Mm-hmm. So the food over that is just completely different than than other countries in South America.
1: So there's always an association with a country, right? Something that people have in mind when they think of that country. And what I was saying a little, uh, a second ago was that for me, it was, it was indeed carnival because that's what I, that was my first exposure to, to Brazil or to the Brazilian culture. But unfortunately, I think a lot of times people do also think of violence and things, you know, problems in society right there's been a lot of movies there's been a lot of media coverage of that what do you think about that?
0: Unfortunately this is true I feel sad that's the way how it is going but since it's an election year uh, our hope is that the new new president makes something about it and we can have a normal life again in terms of being safe around the streets. What I advise all my friends, anyone who wants to go to, to Brazil, do not walk with your passport. Walk with uh, the copy of the passport. Do not wear jewelry, good watch. No, no, just the basics. Go with less accessory as possible. If you don't show that you have the newest cell phone, if you don't show that you have the amazing uh, watch, your ring, we don't have diamonds ring over there. Here in the US, it's common. So it's got the attention over there. You can not wear anything. In that way, you're going to be safer. You just don't show. And then, uh, for example, credit card. I recommend to not use credit card over there. It's, it's easier for you to to get the cash stolen, then you have a big problem with the credit card for you to, to fix all the, the bad things that you did to your bank account and everything. So you just need to be careful on what you have with you. So
1: you how know? does this affect the general feeling? I mean, we, we live in Germany and I certainly don't feel like I have to have any of these considerations when I'm in public space, whether I'm in a car or in public transport or riding my bike or coming home in the evening with my husband or anything, there is none of these considerations exist. How does, I understand. That, how does that affect the quality of life, the quality of fun that you are having also as a Brazilian?
0: It does affect what it's said that people get used to. It became normal. It's terrible to say that, but they just. this is how it is. We just change the way of living. For example, we've never seen a woman alone after the sunset on the street. Never. In order to not be robbed because we live. It's sad to say, but we are afraid in many situations. So if a woman is alone on the streets, something's going to happen. And knowing that something's going to happen, no one leaves a woman on the street after sunset. They are always have some men walking together, which is a friend or colleague. We change the way we don't put the GPS anymore visible from outside. We just keep the, the GPS above on your legs or lower that they cannot see your cell phone to avoid. So we just change the way of living in order to avoid these stressful moments. And when something bad happens, we just let go, you know, because usually they don't act alone. If you try to fight back, suddenly four or five people show up to fight against you. So the other recommendation that we do, is just fight, we don't fight back. Just let go and be happy that you are alive.
1: So what would you say if you had to tell somebody in two, three minutes what the best and the worst aspects of being Brazilian or or the best and the worst aspects of Brazil are? What would you say?
0: The passion of who we are. We love to be around people. We enjoy the present. The hospitality that I would say that, and the worst part I would say that we are still developing, it's about education. That I would say, people needed to to learn what is yours is yours. They need to have this conscience like, if it does not belong to me, I will not take it. So, this is related to education, consciousness, empathy that we need to learn. So that's what I would say.
1: Well, I mean, Brazil has, has also problems with illiteracy and just general education as well, right? I mean...
0: Yes, yes. We, we believe that the thing's gonna be better, especially it's election year uh, this time. And we believe that it's, it's gonna be better, but not next month. You know what I mean? It takes time, it takes uh, education, it takes generations. But we will get there. We are we are so rich country. We are so beautiful people, that we deserve things like that. But, and I believe you get there.
1: But I think if you look historically, um, Brazil was actually quite successful. Um, it's been in the recent years that it, that it's had more economic problems.
0: I agree. Yes, I agree.
1: So Brazilians are also very very proud of their country. We are. Oh my God. <laughs> we never like I
0: appreciate that those feelings because we are so proud of who we we are. Definitely. We are so proud about the, the weather we have, the how rich we are related to nature, related to food, uh related to people. We are unique, so we are proud of who you are. We are one of the most creative people that you ever going to see in your whole life.
1: <laughs> so, so you've lived in a lot of different countries as well. You've lived in... Through Indonesia. the American Embassy.
0: Yes, through in the American Indonesia. Embassy, I live in Indonesia, Bosnia-Herzegovina, and and Croatia. And before that, I've lived in Australia and the United States. And then I started to be through the American Embassy.
1: And how- so I live
0: in five countries.
1: And how has your Brazilian identity shown in these countries? Or how did you relate to the places that you were in? And how did you continue being Brazilian in these places?
0: One thing, for sure, my accent, as you can <laughs> tell. <laughs> and I, I could talk like you. I could talk uh, uh, as American. I could talk as an Australian. But if I talk as, a, as another culture, I'm going to lose who I am. So my accent is one of my identification that I don't want to lose for anything because it's, it is my roots right here. My energy, when I meet someone, if I'm going to meet someone, I will shake your hand and I'm going to say, I'm sorry, I'm a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to hug you to welcome you in my life, in my way of living. In that, in that moment, in that presence. I have a smile on my face at all the time when I'm talking to someone, like, I'm the camera is off, but I'm smiling. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's that typical Brazilian. We are always smiling. We are always with high energy. We are always good to be present at the moment. So those things I will never lose for sure. <laughs>
1: So let's see, in wrapping up our interview, what would you like to leave the listeners with?
0: <laughs> there are three things we don't discuss in Brazil. Political things, religion, and soccer. That's it. <laughs> the political things like corruption involved, which is sad, but we don't get too involved in this fight because some people are really like addicted to that.
1: Just real quick, what does that mean? That that you don't that, for example, you're at a party or you're with friends, you don't discuss politics? Or does it mean you don't discuss politics with people in the street or you know, with 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 acquaintances or teachers or colleagues? Or when is politics then not discussed?
0: When is not discussed when the kind of when this kind of conversation starts to instead of discuss, you'll be argued because when you though when you go against someone's opinion too much they start to get angry and then they start to, to debate too deeply on this conversation which you not take to anywhere because if you prefer the Republicans you're going to be Republicans right? no one's going to change your mind but when you start to be debate saying too much, we start to develop some angry feelings on the people. So you don't discuss.
1: And, and you, the mean, party, you mean in Brazil, no one, right? In Brazil, you mean.
0: In Brazil.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. But uh, um, in parties, no one discusses pol- politicians in, in party. But you don't have this kind of conversation when you are having fun. But when you want to debate, to understand, to to learn about the politicians, yes, of course, to discuss. But if, if you're in a party and then you're going to say, hey, well, are you going to vote to A or B, and but vote on B because it's much better than A, and it starts to argue that way? No, the conversation is not going to end in a good situation. <laughs> They're going to be always angry because they disagree.
1: And so, and so would, would that uh. be something that, for example, neighbors then wouldn't discuss politics?
0: Absolutely. So, yes. so
1: in, in Brazil, then a lot of times then who you vote for or what your political affiliations are would be kind of kept secret.
0: Technically, yes. But for example, when you have the candidates debate on the TV, it's a Brazilian culture over there. They start to get the the pans, like the cooking pan with a spoon. And you're the candidate, you don't want to hear People go on the window and start to knock the, the pan against the spoon and vice versa to make noise. So oh, people wow. do not hear what they are saying. Yes. Oh. And I'm talking about this like a city, not like New York, okay? Not a uh, house. Houses, no. But in buildings, everybody goes to the window and starts to use the spoon against the, the cooking pan to make noise so people cannot hear the other candidates. Because really? okay. you particularly... Yes. So it's... It's a very serious thing. Like if they don't want the candidate A, the, the people who like the candidate B go to the window and start to make the noise to not here. So oh. that, that level. <laughs> so can you imagine it? You, you can search that people are knocking the spoon or make noise on the window. And it's all about that. People start to yell and say terrible words. But it only happens during election time. So that's what I say. Don't don't discuss about politicians because it's gonna take to another level of conversation. Uh, so that's, about- that's
1: interesting what you're what you're saying with that. But that's also still this passion that you're talking about. This passion, with energy. So
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: if you're gonna love, love all the way, and if you're gonna hate, hate all the way.
0: Exactly. That's definitely well-described. When you love, you love, and you show it. And when you hate, we hate, and we show it.
1: (laughs) And is there a lot of, then, violence associated with the elections, then? I would say
0: verbally.
1: Verbally, okay. Hmm? Yes. Hmm?
0: Not fighting or no, it's only verbally. No, it's, mine is much better. What are you talking about? Your candidate was in jail. What are you talking about? And then it's a conversation that will never end, you know? <laughs> but you hear, and then you just want to go away. Because yeah. you don't want to... You just want to avoid, that's it. Because there is no no right or wrong. There is just no end. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And so, so then people have this sense of, well, let's just leave that for when we have to discuss politics. Now we're partying or now we're just living, living.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly.
1: And how is it handled within the family? Because there it's harder to avoid. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> the, the, the discussion never ends. They, uh-huh. they argue, they discuss, they try to show the who is the best until the election's over. And then and once the election is, is over,
1: then it's accepted.
0: Well, this is how it is, <laughs> you know. Like, all right, I cannot do anything. They they complain, they cry, they pro- they protest on the street, but then it's already too late. So there is nothing they can do that much about. We just can't wait till the election gets over, and then all the protests are gone, and people can go back to normal life.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. And and with religion,
0: religion we have. We are not uh, one kind of religion. We have so many. We have spiritual, we have protestant, we have uh, Christian, we have Catholic. So we just don't discuss as well. Everyone has their beliefs. Everyone has their their kind of God, how they want to, to call. And that's it. Do not try to convince me to that's how in general when I say me it's not Veronica, it's how Brazilian acts. Like do not try to convince me your God is better than mine. Just stay with your God and I stay with my God and let's go to the what is good, what our God says. That's it. No discussion. Because we have we have so many so many places related to every single religion and everyone goes where they feel more comfortable. And done. Some people try to bring other ones to, oh, I come to my church, my church is better, and try to do this, this church helps you, but you go if you want, and if you want, that's fine too, and then you just say, please do not insist, I don't want to go to your church, I'm happy with your church, and then they say, okay, that's fine, mm-hmm. but we don't we don't go farther than this, because it's, it's a lot, a mm-hmm. lot of religions around Brazil, and depend also, uh, all the states as well. In some states we have more spiritual people, in another states we have more Christian, in another state we have more Protestants. So it depends. So we don't we don't discuss in mm. Mm. And about soccer,
1: oh my <laughs> god!
0: <laughs> about soccer it is a huge thing in Brazil. That is much more serious than politicians and. Uh, religions because they can die and can, they can kill <laughs> literally <laughs> for that <laughs> so if uh the, the security around the stadium around the subways around the neighborhood of the games where the, the the crowd is going to pass by to get to the stadium all the police are on the street avoiding to to the, the crowd not meet each other. For example, we have Palmeiras, is one of the biggest team in Sao Paulo, and we have Corinthians, the one another biggest team in Sao Paulo. When they both play together, the whole city plans in order them to not meet each other going to the stadium or all the way back. So, like, there is no way for them to meet because can you imagine literally three four thousand of people in one side and another three or four thousand of people. it's going to be six thousand people in the middle of the streets trying to get to the same direction so they change the route of subways they change the route of buses they change the route of cars in order them to not meet each other and go to the stadium. That's that's another crazy event day over there. So and then if Palmeiras wins, usually there is a fight. Sometimes you have to be careful. And if you are alone, like I have friends who literally took it off the shirt and put it in the underwear, you know, because he was crossing around the revolves. So if, they, if he crossed and the revolves, like he, it could cause his death because they literally could fight if he's the winner and the revolve is the, the losers Like they literally can kill, like they lose their minds. It's crazy. <laughs> so you don't discuss in order to protect your life. It is serious about it.
1: <laughs> so if I understood you correctly, politics, religion, soccer, divide... And yes. samba and food and parties unite.
0: Absolutely, that's <laughs> a summary <laughs> of this conversation. Yes, absolutely <laughs> right. Music, not only samba, but music. They have a lot of they. they have all kinds. They have samba, pagode, forro. Uh, now at this moment, the most thing right now what's going on? It's a uh, sertanejo. They have a lot of uh usually it's a it's a duo, like dueto, like two. Uh one person plays guitar and another one sings. Uh-huh. And it's related to love and you can dance all together like in pairs, or you can just hold your beer and sing and cry because you lost your love <laughs> in the <laughs> moment. <laughs> It it really connects people because who never cried for some love that you lost in the past? Even if you are from Palmeiras or you are Corinthians, you are singing the same song at the end (laughs) of everything.
1: (laughs) So yeah, that's the way. (laughs) Veronica, thank you so much for all the time you took to speak with me. What last words would you like to leave the listeners with?
0: Well, everyone, I just want to say thank you very much for you are with me until now uh i appreciate the invitation it's an honor to be here and it. thank you very much
1: (laughs) thank you veronica (laughs) bye 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 have a good day bye bye